what it is. What's up? Got your person in, in the cut. <laughs> Hi, welcome Cut to them. another episode of the Sisterhood of the Traveling Girl. My yes. name is Nesipo. My name is Misho. And this episode is brought to you by BBC Studios South Africa. Excited. So today we're doing something different, something new. Yeah. Hoping to be doing more of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically what's happening on this episode is that we're going to be doing a review of Small Acts, mm-hmm. um, which is a series or a collection of a collection many films, of films yeah. brought to you by BBC Studios South Africa. The yes. episode we're going to be reviewing is episode two called Lovers, Lovers Rock. Rock yeah. um, so we both got sent uh, a few episodes to watch yeah. and we are basically going to have a conversation about what we expected from these episodes, what we experienced, where we think the mini films are going to continue going yeah. and also how we feel... Um, this um, series or collection of mini films has exposed us to something different yes, and new. And it really has. So essentially, um, Small Axe is directed by Steve McQueen. I'm sure a lot of you guys know him from uh, Widows and the most popular yeah. film being 12 Years a he Slave. He for that, didn't he? I think they did, yeah. And yeah. he actually said that even while... Um, creating 12 Years a Slave, mm-hmm. he had been working on Small Axe already, which is like close to almost 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, but basically, he's well known for documenting black history in a, in a very raw and relatable way. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's produced by BBC, as you mentioned, and it features quite a lot of heavyweights. First of all, my husband, Your John Boyega. <laughs> First and foremost, okay, and we got Letitia Wright. Mm-hmm. What are those? Um, <laughs> we've got Michael Ward, Kedal Williams, Sterling, some really dope um, British uh, um, actors as well. Who I so really admire. I think like beyond the, the cast itself, mm-hmm. like what captured me was actually um, the the name of the series itself. Uh-huh. So Small X um, essentially is taken from a, a Jamaican proverb, right? Let me read the, the full proverb for everyone. So the, the, the axe is already at the root of the tree and every tree that does not produce good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. So this essentially speaks to how people in positions of power who are supposed to be serving um, the majority, if they are not doing so, their their day will come. Yeah. And essentially the small axe will chips away at the wood mm-hmm. until the wood disappears. Yeah. So you can be this great um big tree in this big position of power and not serving people or producing any fruits. Yeah. Um it does not mean that your gravity within this specific moment right now will not have any consequences if you are not contributing positively yeah. to the world and um, to the people that you are supposed to be serving. So I thought it was actually a really powerful um, name. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that gripped me and actually made me Google it because I remembered the name from somewhere and it turns out it's something that uh, Bob Marley spoke to quite frequently. Yeah. So I don't know what your expectations were from the trailer, uh-huh. but I have my own. I'd like to know like what, what you thought you were going to see after you watched the trailer because I yeah. saw it went pretty viral like on Twitter um, when it was released earlier yeah. this year. So, so for me, I was like, ah, oh, not another... 
or another black, black film pain. about pain black pain <laughs> that was definitely my thing especially because we had oh, we had just come out from watching uh, a show that was about yeah yeah based yeah. back then uh, and it was quite raw as well so i think i think i was very much like um you know oh not another not another one of these um but then i saw the cast and i was like oh okay this cast is looking a bit you know i was quite gripped by the fact that two of one of my favorites um favorite actors um were going to be part of it john bega letitia Wright, just people i enjoy in general um so i was like you know let me give it a chance why not it's actually interesting that sometimes like you see something mm-hmm. especially in terms of art and what is created yeah and then you see someone you trust and you're like there's no ways that they're going to be a part of something exactly. that's going to romanticize exactly. trauma yeah. in a certain way because of what you've seen them say yeah. on social media and the way that they've carried themselves and the projects that they've been a part of yeah. so i think I, the critic in me was also very concerned about that yeah. initially um but i was like pleasantly shocked by the sensitivity that was applied to the stories exactly. um going forward particularly in the episodes that i've seen yeah. but um and, and also like for me it was a I, so i i i had those feelings and i actually googled and i learned that you know they were telling stories of you know sort of black west the the black obviously black west indian community in the uk and if there's one thing i'm not very privy to is sort of uh you know the united kingdom and sort of yeah. the black population within yeah, there what i mostly yeah. know is that a lot of people are like immigrants from all sorts of different spaces but i never knew that there was populations that were there which have that very many, different yeah, cultures exactly, that are that deep many years and rooted it's actually very interesting because i feel like we're so limited in what we consume from black britain mm. because I can probably think of only like two or three shows that I've consumed in the last year and a bit and both of those shows were very centered around a singular narrative um very rooted in crime yeah uh and the expression of um what do they call them roadmen yes, so it was yeah. very refreshing to get something that's like historical mm-hmm. but also not necessarily so tied to the trauma yeah. and the pain in a way that doesn't humanize um people and in, yeah. in a way that only shows a singular story or suggests that we are only limited to our pain and yeah. within every single moment of our being we're always consumed by that pain to exactly. the point where anything about us must always be about, about like yeah. the sorrow or the sorrow exists in isolation yeah. of everything else cuz i feel like so much of the media that we consume about black people and about black stories treats our trauma and our pain as if like people don't have anything else going on within their lives and within their day to day so it's like you always see this um black pain this trauma and it's like but what bread does this person enjoy like yeah. do they butter their bread like you know those small things the that small show you that someone is human yeah. what, outside what, of what that what does liberation and being uninhibited feel like for them yes yes yeah. so and, and that brings us to to what this episode we watched was actually about and i think you're you're most well versed yes. to take us through the themes i can i can run through the themes let's, let's go let's cool go. so so there's the liberation are we, theme are we, are we gonna do we have to like spoiler alert this yeah no spoiler no there's no i don't think we're gonna have any spoilers <laughs> like i i think we're gonna speak very broadly about it, the themes yeah so it's like i i note like we've noted the liberation theme yeah. being uninhibited i noted we noted the teenage rebellion mm. that's like something that um 
is very rare to see in films outside of it being tied to the prison system and yeah. crime, like teenage rebellion as a normal part of development. Yeah, that it was very interesting for me to see that. Yeah, so I a, think a bit, a bit of context without giving any spoilers because we probably do need to do that. Is that essentially there's a teenager involved yes. yeah it's about teenage love, love yeah yeah, I mean, yeah and yeah. it's based on the song by bob marley um if you don't know it listen to it because um, that is another great thing about this episode yes, it was exposes you to um, i i was exposed culturally to like i've always known reggae music but yeah. i did not know like the west indian influence and i did not yes. know like the culture in terms of like the party scene yes. and all that so i think yeah the score like all the episodes I've watched, the score is really amazing. Yeah. I think that was one of the most notable things about the show itself. Yeah. But yes, okay, there's a so there's teenage a, there's a love. Teenager, yeah, yeah. Cool. So, but it's about teenage love and it's basically a teenager who goes... So essentially back in those days, it, this of, of all the the films, of all the mini films, this was actually the fictional one. Mm -hmm. This one was actually fiction. Um, although it's very much tied to the rest of the, the films. So the others are based on true stories. Um, so essentially back then, there was, um, you know, in the 1970s, there was a sort of culture of having house parties, right? Yes, yes, um, yes. Because obviously it was impossible to go to white spaces. Um, and also you'd get punished yeah. in, because the episodes before this yeah. actually deals directly with what happens when you create entertainment spaces for yourself because yeah. they're always viewed as a political yeah. space. So and, and, and back then them, it was it's difficult. Like it's yeah. it's, it's yes. antagonizing yes. them for having yes. those spaces. So they'd have these space, uh, these parties in a, in a, in a house and, um, you know, this, this young girl basically goes, she sneaks out of the house and she goes to this party. So that's what we're talking about when we, when we say teenage, teenage rebellion. rebellion. Like a normal, yeah. within the laws, yeah. but... I, I thought that was very refreshing to see something like that. Yeah. Um, it was very human. Mm. We don't. We hardly ever see young black women being depicted in that way. Yeah. There's a particular setting that I I, I won't sp speak to directly that yeah. I really enjoyed because it was the second time in TV history that I'd ever seen a black woman in that position yeah. because there's this high moral well there's no in between it's like yeah. we're extremely moralistic uh, we're Christian and you have to portray like really or you on the other spectrum where yeah. you're being hypersexualized you know and you are being depicted as not having any worth yeah. i thought there was a really good balance between showing us this rebellion but also humanizing this person yeah. enough to show us to show us them in um situations that would not traditionally be depicted yeah. i feel like if you watch it you can tweet me you can ask me about we, it we when you see that. it you're definitely going to see it some people might relate you're definitely going to be like oh my <laughs> god i have not like i've only seen i've yeah. only seen it twice yeah um and then, I don't know if you want to elaborate more yeah. on the theme of Teenage Rebellion. Um, first of all, I wish I was like that when I was a teenager. Because I held myself back. I was actually having this chat with my sister. Yeah. Oh, yes. We, we even had the together. chat yes. with one another. How for so long, um, whether as teenagers or even in our early 20s, now that you know we're 26. Yeah, chasing uh, 30. 30, 30. <laughs> I can't wait. Um, you know, how for so long we were so 
it was so um, tied up. Tied, like, yeah, like I wound so strict, up and so, so strict with ourselves and so, you know, sort of woundly. What? Yeah, I don't, I, the word is right there, but it won't come out. Um, uptight. Wound up. Yeah, oh, okay. very uptight and wound up and, you know, and how like now we're sort of coming apart. <laughs> at um, this big age this of big 26. Age. And I mean, what's great is that in the beginning, it was a little bit tough to sort of process that because it felt like, oh my God, like I'm this age and this is what I have. And, you know, how we spoke about adulting before mm. and what we sort of attach to it, which is not necessarily what should what mm, we should mm, attach mm, to mm, it. Mm. But in any case, how like for so long, it was just like, no, you have to be responsible. You have to be like this. You have to be like that. This is how you must behave. Um, which I've obviously I feel I've carried throughout my entire life not just for too now. long uh, for entirely too long so I feel like really good when I see people when go I, exactly, against that so exactly. that scene um, with the teenagers yeah. doing what they did I was like oh my god I wish I had been that brave exactly. I wish I had known I the value of fun mm -hmm. but also I, I think moving past the teenage rebellion itself uh, we can speak about the theme of being like free, liberated yes. without yes. limits in a, in a certain space. Especially in that context. Like, I mean, imagine back then being experiencing that level because they, they do really depict um, sort of feeling. The level of oppression. Yeah, that, but also like that's, they, they speak about, I think it was McQueen who talks about spiritual nakedness. And oh, just yes, being yes, so vulnerability, and yeah. Free. In those times, like where essentially you are not free, let's be honest. You're as literally not people, free outside of, yeah. even within that room, even within you're not that free. Room, yeah. But you're in a space where you feel safe enough to let go yeah. and enjoy. Yeah. Not necessarily with, without forgetting that you are oppressed, yeah. but being able to experience just the joy that everybody is feeling in yeah. that room. So, yeah. And I, I, that, like I remember saying to you earlier that that party scene felt so familiar for me because yeah. I grew up in a space where like my gran used to throw parties all the time yeah. and it's just like adults having so much fun and yeah. then your kid, like in a, as a kid in that space, you're also having fun, but you don't realize yeah. how important what's happening is, there yeah. is for the people that are like actively within it. Mm. Because as an adult now, I see how stressful life is oh. and I see the value and importance of having a safe space where you can let go yeah. and enjoy, regardless of the fact that we're getting raped, like, every single day, regardless of the fact that women are getting murdered every single day, yeah. regardless of the fact that racism exists, just within this one singular moment, being able to exist within yeah. the joy yeah. was like something very great to see. Yeah, so essentially... I mean, I hope there's not. A, I'm gonna be like Misho is. <laughs> Misho is spoiling. I'm, like, I'm speaking broadly. I am paranoid. She's, she's a spoiler. <laughs> so essentially, y'all know me as spoilers. Um, essentially, there's a scene. Obviously, it's based within the party, um, and there's a scene where this the song by um, Janet K K's, uh, K plays, and you know it's playing and everyone is sort of grooving along and the song ends and they carry on for like a good five minutes and how many spaces have song. you been in dude that's like what a feeling I've, what an emotion when i was watching that scene i was like yo i relate i've like. literally never been at an event that was predominantly black where yeah. something like that did not happen yeah and i think it makes me think of like 
the the quote about um the artist reflecting the time yeah. but also it makes me think of the importance of art and how much it allows us to let go but mm-hmm. also how much it allows us to connect mm-hmm. because when they sang when they carried on singing for like five minutes Dude. it was like oh my like Yo, everything else doesn't chills. exist in the world right chills. now and it just felt like such a um, like it, in that moment it felt like which I, I, I think was definitely their intention just a celebration of blackness and mm. black unity and just being black in a space you know with, you, so you, yeah. I think it was actually so profound that like that that the 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 setting itself like the party setting itself yeah. was the space where black people were completely free yeah. without like any limits and they were just living in joy yeah. and there's a there's a, a a time where the do you call it a protagonist i'm new to this <laughs> i think it's I the think protagonist so. <laughs> so there's a time where the protagonist you, you'll correct me if i'm in, if i'm wrong but like the main girl right yeah. she walks out of the house and she has an inter, an interaction with um like a group of white men yeah and within as like within a split like within a second of her leaving the house mm-hmm. the world suddenly came with yes. all of its nonsense Ooh. and she was reminded that Come you're on. not free out here Man. and i thought the way that they did it was so powerful yeah because within that interaction that she was having, a big black man comes out almost from nowhere. Yeah. And just his physical body, like him, it's just the physical body. Mm-hmm. The, there was no significant interaction between the two of them. Mm-hmm. She basically acknowledges him, but it's not like direct. Yeah. Walks away, goes back into the house. And he confronts um, the group of white men with his body. I think he says one word yeah. and they run away. Yeah. And I was like, that was so powerful and like so meaningful because it kind of spoke to the importance of community, mm-hmm. the importance and the role that black men have to play, even though we often feel as black women that, that they that don't play not, yeah. that role anymore, like as much. Like, yeah. I think at that time, black men felt the need to weaponize their bodies yeah. to serve like black women or to serve their communities and to protect. Mm-hmm. But it's very interesting how we have such a like different it's, experience. Yeah, like I don't of, know like, like I, I actually <laughs> felt that if I was within that scene, I would yeah. have been like, I would have been relieved, but I would have also been scared, scared of him. Exactly. And it was, and I think that's why maybe she didn't acknowledge him or walked past because. Yeah there was that double fear of, yeah. oh, here it's racism and misogyny. Yeah. And here it's misogyny. misogyny like yeah. I'm caught between a rock and a hard place. Yeah. And I thought like the way that they, they showed that racial factor mm-hmm. um, was very, very powerful. It that, really that, was that, profound. That, that was such me, a profound scene actually. Because I the, also was like, oh, FOMO. What do that feel like? <laughs> Literally, because she was like, she, she, she felt very safe. But when I look back now, I'm like, actually, maybe there was still yeah. fear. And that's why... There was no significant interaction between her and yeah. the black man. Then went back into the house and it was back to joy again. Yes, and I think yeah. like it was very well done. The fact that literally just stepping outside of the house, being on the streets yeah. could literally change the setting so much. Yeah. Especially for someone who, who sneaked out. <laughs> Miss ma'am. <laughs> Especially okay. for someone who sneaked out. So yeah. I think that, like we've spoken really in depth about like what we experienced and the themes yeah. and I think the music and the usage of sound yeah. is something that deserves like a 10 out of 10. Yeah. I think I, maybe the guys over at Reviews on Tap can touch on that because yeah. they're the more technical guys but, but for yeah, me no, that I was, was like really the, the, the music and the sound the usage of sound they use that well the costume 
like oh my god <laughs> oh like oh my god i like, love the fashion people from back then, yes like, yes they killed that so too. gorgeous um yeah. i was actually impressed with the accents because right? you know these are black british actors right yeah. so uh, at some point i was like is this like they like you know because we, 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 yeah. even though we're not foreign nationals in south africa yeah we do have the experience of compartmentalizing and code switching. Yes. So the way I speak on this podcast is definitely not the way I speak with my gran and the no. way that I speak English with like other, or the way that I speak English at home is actually very it's, different yeah, to the way really that different. I speak English at work, to the way that I speak English when I'm presenting yeah. or the way that I speak English when I'm recording a podcast. Yeah. So I, I would really, I don't know if it's a weird thing, but I would really like to know if like, they the, had to the accents that, that yeah. they had on the show mm-hmm. like is that like their at home accent or yeah. did they train for it like because i know that the accents that we have right now aren't necessarily the only accents that we have yeah. so i thought like that was very they interesting really for well. me yeah. um, in terms of like the code switching and whether or not it is their accents or mm-hmm. it's the fact that they have to code switch or the fact that they had to be trained and learn yeah. those accents and i don't know like what 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 do you expect from the series going forward um, having watched a couple of episodes, um, definitely, I mean, obviously it's, it's, it's sort of debunked my, um, what I had thought was going to happen because I know oh, yeah. with, with, with episode one mangrove or film one mangrove, I, it wasn't voyeuristic, you know, when it came to like the violence wasn't at yes, the, yes, the core yes, of yes. everything. Um, and so for me, like, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to just getting more context on, on uh, the black British experience. Yes, in as much as it was back then, but I it, can definitely see how lot. it informs a lot now. Mm. Like, I mean, even with when they had the Black Lives Matter po- um, protest, it actually took me back to that as I was watching those, the films. I was like, ah. Oh, this actually, now I under, like now I understand. All this I mean, time we yeah. thought it was Gucci. Not not thinking it was Gucci for them, yeah. but thinking like I don't know. There's this misconception that um, America is way more racist yes. than Britain is. Yeah, exactly. And just the same way here in South Africa, that we're often of the opinion that um, the Af- Afrikaner people are more racist than your British white people. Because I'll say yeah. British white people because. That's that's the distinction where it's like the English people and the Afrikaans people. Yeah. Um, and I think that we often get caught up in thinking that the overt is all is more damaging than the covert when you actually can't Dude. measure damage. I, I really but, feel like you can't measure yeah. damage. And I mean, having spoken to a couple of people who lived there or have or are living there, and it's like for a lot of them, they they do say that a lot of it is very like undercover it's very yeah, like COVID. it's mm. very yeah it's very passive aggressive and it explains sort of how it bubbled under to the point where obviously the, yeah, the, the protests yeah, were happening yeah. I mean, we saw how emotive and sort of how impassioned John Boyega was and all the other organizers were during that that protest and so I think having sort of that context through these films has kind of made me understand. I mean, obviously, I understand black pain across the world, but it just gave me a better understanding. It gave me, it gave me better context on sort of the black British experience. Um, but yeah, I'm expecting a whole lot more beautiful people. Because <laughs> it's so actually really there. interesting how they literally did not like. They've got 
heavy hitters on the yeah. in the cast, right? Yeah. So I thought, oh, from the first film, we're going to be hit, but they're actually introducing them yeah. very gradually, and I really appreciated that because it yeah. kind of exposes us to a lot of new actors, or at yes, least new even, in even, our world. Even Lovers Rock, the 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 young the young girl, mm. she's actually a, that. This is her first. This is her first um, big film. Big, yeah, big uh, production. Sort of yeah. Um, so I really enjoyed that. That we're we're seeing a lot of new faces. Uh, there are a lot of people that I I just didn't know at all. Um, Same in, in in the film. Yeah. So I think I'm excited to see where it goes because yeah. the films themselves aren't necessarily directly connected. Yeah. So I think that's like very interesting. Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen that much with a black predominantly black film or yeah. production. Um, I'm also really interested in getting to know more about the black British experience yeah. outside of it being rooted in crime. Yes. I think there's a lot about um, their political history that we know very little about. Uh, as we know, the history we cover in school is just focused yeah. on the monarchy and all of that. Mm. So I'm 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 very excited to see where this is going to go. I'm very excited to see all the lessons it's going to teach us, all the history that we're going to learn about. And I'm really excited to just get a better understanding of I don't know, it, this is going to feel weird, but I think um a lot of people speak about South Africa and uh, the colonial residue that we have yeah. from Britain and how much that's impacted our culture, mm -hmm. especially for someone like me from the Eastern Cape yes, where yeah. it's still very rampant. Um, rampant, you see it in our schools, uh, you see it in the way like our grandmothers carry themselves. It's 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 actually wild to, to consider how yeah. British the Eastern Cape Extreme. actually is. Yeah. So I think getting an understanding of the black British experience kind of like gives like so many things just felt very connected and made sense when I was watching those episodes because I related from the things that I'd experienced as a kid yeah. witnessing adults within that space specific specifically the party episode so I'm hoping that like I will get more of that and actually feel it's weird but actually feel represented or shown within the media because that party felt like you could have put it in apartheid South Africa and it would have been a real thing, you know. Yeah. So I'm I'm very excited for that. Yeah. But also I'm just really grateful and excited to see black stories being told by black people in ways that don't make reduce our trauma yeah. or reduce our lives to to trauma, a, to and, trauma and, and pain, but as well don't um, reduce our trauma and pain to porn, you know. Yeah. Um, and I think these are really good because they're actually informative yeah. um, and they teach more than the they, they like actually... Yes, they yes, you, like, okay, yes, this is what happened. Yes. So they teach instead of yeah. making our, like, or black people's experiences kind of, like, on show, just yeah. putting them, like, you know, and like it's, an exhibit. Yeah. I, think, I think there's more, there's a purpose behind this work and more people will gain from watching it I think a lot of people will get more clarity on their own experiences yeah. and get more clarity on how to deal with things that they might experience going forward yeah so, it's so yeah funny. it's so funny that you spoke about being the um, what telling our own stories because in the one episode uh, Letitia Wright's character um 
basically yeah we can't give you the full but she basically says we must not be victims uh, but protagonists of our story what better way of representing ourselves than self-representing ourselves Mm. Um, and I thought that was very like very uh, what is it Um, powerful powerful. yeah that was very powerful because it, it especially because it, it said in the first episode, mm, mm. which is about the tri- a trial, yeah, yeah, and and how that essentially like that's the crux of the entire sort of series. Mm. Um, so yeah, I thought that was really powerful. I'm really looking forward to this. Um, you, you know, they should check long. it out. They're quite long. It's like a movie. You know? It's yeah, like it's a movies. it's it's basically it's the length of a movie, yeah. which a lot of series are actually doing right they're now. Doing, yeah, um, they're, they're getting extending into their stories to be very long. Yeah, but I think you guys should definitely check it out you can check uh, uh, you know Small Axe out on BBC Brit uh, on DSTV 12 um, every Monday at 9pm um, starting from Monday yeah Monday the 23rd 20. oh the first um, episode came out on the 16th the <laughs> came out on the 16th, 16th of November, of November. Um, the next um, one this one that we've discussed now yeah, is coming, coming out, out on Monday the 23rd Monday. Yes. so guys please check it so out, check it out and yeah. let us know what you think because we're going to drop at 1 and then around 1-ish I think and then we can chat about it a bit later if you yeah. guys watch because I mean you guys should be have we'll watch, actually watch listen. with you guys yes, as well yes we can actually live tweet oh I'm so excited and share um, some fleets yeah we can live tweet on the SMGO account so check us out on there at nine let's let's have a good time let's chat about it get your popcorn and your wine and your tea ready and yeah you're going to enjoy thank you so much for listening and shout out bbc shout out bbc for this opportunity we're we're very excited this is very cool thank you for listening um please don't forget to like comment and subscribe and watch the episode yes thank you so much that's us bye guys